Hey, Tunes and Tumblers fam. Before we get to the show today, we actually have something we've never done before. We have a, uh, a new sponsor daddy that we need to promote. Um, it, it, was a, it was a hard uh, thought war, but we decided that we needed to start doing ads now. Because Why was that, Ryan? Why, why do we need to do ads? The biggest thing is that we've been trying to save up for a, um, a Greyhound bus ticket for Drew to go find his cockatoo that he left behind at a station in um, Paris, Texas. So the way you can help us out and help Drew get back his, his beloved cockatoo <laughs> is <laughs> by checking out Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the way that we distribute our podcasts, and it's the easiest way to make one. Uh, Pedro, w- what is great about Anchor? Oh my god, what's not great about Anchor? It's free. You have no excuses. It is free. I don't care what your financial status is. It is free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer in case, you know, you suck at editing or maybe you've had a few too many drinks and you need some help. They can do it for you. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You just sit back and it will throw it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many other platforms. And the best part is you can make money with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need in one place. If it's your first time and you want to get into the podcast game, this is how you do it. Yeah, so download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Please, please, this Greyhound bus ticket will not buy itself. Yeah, let's Wreck do it. Her vaginal, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Tunes and Tumblr's Century Club by Atwood Magazine, your weekly shot of what's new in music. Be sure to give both Atwood and Tunes and Tumblr's a like, subscribe, and share wherever you get your podcasts. And I don't know if you can hear it, but something's different today. That's right, for the first time in over a year, we are all in the same room together. Don't worry, everyone's been fully vaccinated and waited the two-week gestation period. Plus, we're sitting so far apart that I need my glasses just to tell who is who. But hey, progress is progress. Please enjoy responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I invited myself over to the apartment of these disembodied blurs, and they are... Ryan, your musicologist. And Pedro, your mixologist. Thank you, gents. And let me be the first to say it, this is weird. Uh, (laughs) I feel like I don't know what to do in front of live people anymore. Like, am I supposed to do something with my hands? What do I do with my hands? (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to put on pants before we started. Oh, yeah. This is definitely Zoom moods right here. Everyone's wearing board shorts and underwear. I'm wearing a blazer and a button-down shirt, but underwear, like, below the waist. At least you're not like that uh, that Canadian representative who is just, like, hanging dong, like, in front of the, <laughs> the House of Commons meeting. The confidence. You love to see it. Is that a Ford-related guy? Is that, like, Rob Ford's cousin? Who's, who's that guy? Dong Ford. Dong, dong Ford. Dong Ford. <laughs> oh, Wow. But, you know, this is Century Club after all, so you know what time it is. Time to dust off the actual physical news desk and let everyone know what has been happening in music this week. First up, Kodak Black ain't just painting pictures anymore. The ZZ rapper pleaded guilty Saturday to assault and battery charges. The BBC reports that the 23-year-old rapper, real name Bill Capri, was indicted for an incident involving a high school student following a show in Florence County, South Carolina back in 2016. 
The court heard how Kodak had tried to have, quote, a romantic encounter with the alleged victim, which she didn't want, and that the rapper had then bitten her. According to Black, this was true. I apologize, he said in court, continuing, I'm hopeful we can all move forward. I wish her the best life. He's been given an 18-month probation and a 10-year suspended prison sentence, which the victim agreed to. He's also agreed to counseling. It is notable, though, that Kodak Black was pardoned on weapons charges by former President Donald Trump on the last day of his term earlier this year. <laughs> Let that serve as a lesson to everyone out there. Consent is important. And like my mother said when I was two years old, no biting. <laughs> Every word in that sentence was like worse than the last. Sorry. <laughs> Spiral. Anyways, what else oh. happened this week? All the best to you and your family. Oh. Kodak. Sorry. Well, since we're already in the courtroom, I'll go next. Uh, <clears throat> Fire Festival is finally paying out to some of the people that it tricked. Um, we all obviously know the very infamous Fire Festival, the dumpster fire that it was, and the great documentaries that came of it. But after about four years, it looks like ticket buyers will finally be getting a little over seven thousand dollars in uh, in settlement from from the class action lawsuit. This was announced Tuesday as part of the bankruptcy hearings. Attorney Ben Maselis said. Billy McFarlane went to jail, ticket holders can get some money back, and some very entertaining documentaries were made. Now that's justice. <laughs> uh, McFarlane uh, pled guilty to two counts of wire fraud and sentenced to six years in prison and three probation. And this is obviously only one of many, many lawsuits that are happening involving this whole issue. But uh, things are finally happening and people are getting their just due. Personally, I think if you paid, you know, like $12,000 for a ticket... You deserve to just sort of eat that and learn your lesson, but do you, boo? Have your sandwich. I'm glad people are getting what's coming to them. I was about to say, like, without the cost of admission, that's, like, uh, better than the uh, the relief checks that we've been getting here. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> Try to... Is the new lineup dropped for, next, for, uh, for this year? <laughs> it's just Jaw like Rule. To... It's three days of Jaw Rule. <laughs> Somehow I bet Limp Biscuit is all is uh, on the uh, on the list too. Dude, they would show up though. Like you absolutely know they would not cancel. Like everyone would be running around helicopters, like going everywhere. Everyone's in relief tents, and Limp Biscuit is just on stage with their all own of this. sack lunches. They would come prepared. Yes, <laughs> Fred's a pro. We've always known this. Oh yeah, um, icon. Well, while we're on the on the uh, train of positive people, um, recent interview with uh, Glenn Danzig has him saying that the modern punk explosion won't happen due to cancel culture and woke bullshit. There won't be any new bands coming out like that. Now they'll immediately get canceled. Glenn Danzig has shared his thoughts on cancel culture, saying its presence will stop another punk explosion from happening. He was discussing his new vampire spaghetti western film in an interview with Rolling Stone, in which <laughs> he reflected on Misfits classic Last Caress. Recalling how the band would do things just to piss people off, Danzig said the song has an attitude of fuck everybody, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck the world. Very cool. <laughs> he then went on to say that he believed the songs of the ilk aren't possible to create anymore. I don't think people will ever be able to see anything like it again. There won't be any new bands coming out like that. Now they'll immediately get canceled. People don't understand because everything's so cancel culture. Woke <laughs> bullshit nowadays. But you could never have the punk explosion nowadays because of cancel culture. He's just repeating <laughs> himself it's over and over. The grocery store is a store where you buy groceries. <laughs> you could never have it. It would never have happened. We're lucky it happened when it did. 
because it'll never happen again. You won't have any of those kinds of bands ever again. Everyone's so uptight in PC. It's just like, okay, whatever. I don't know if I can keep reading it. Danzig recently <laughs> shared the first trailer. Oh, that's just promotion for his new film. The film is uh, In the House of Vampires, which sounds cool, but... Sounds cool. Got some <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> Somebody retweeted that and said, two weeks ago, we had a queer rapper give Satan a lap dance, Glenn. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. I'm picturing, like, a publicist just trying to, like, pat Glenn on the shoulder, like, stop. He, stop. There's no way he has one. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, he's, he's out there. He's out there speaking. He's what? weighing in. He's weighing in. <laughs> it's the equivalent of that uh, Twitter account, the Christopher Moltisante weighs in. Uh, if you guys know, he's Deep a character cut. from the Sopranos. Drew is from the cracking Sopranos. up so hard right oh my now because he knows it. Somebody makes an account of Chris Moltisante of the Sopranos, like what he would say to current events, <laughs> and it's similar energy. I, I just want to say I don't care if that is like a psyop, like to get me to buy toilet paper or something. <laughs> <I love> it. <laughs> Drew approved. I'm all in. Now, uh, I think the question is, uh, who has the harder job, Danzig's publicist or Morrissey's publicist? Apparently, Danzig's publicist doesn't uh, exist, so <laughs> I'd say Morrissey's. Morrissey's probably, yeah. Morrissey's, yeah. A lot of, lot of apologies. <laughs> Cancellations. Just yeah. have, like, a draft email of an apology <laughs> ready to go. They, you know they do. Danzig feels like more like, like, you know, Grandpa, it's time for you to go to bed. Whereas, like, Morrissey's really just out there without a walker. That's true. <laughs> Uh, we, we don't want to say that out loud because Morrissey will find us. He will hunt us down. Uh, please. <laughs> no, he doesn't believe in hunting. That's right. <laughs> we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's quite a bit of news, uh, but none of it matches the biggest story of the day that Anthony finally gets to try a Century Club shot. Let's get into it right away. Wait, Ryan, what are we drinking to today? We are drinking to Hush by the Marias, the brand new single from their forthcoming album, Cinema, on Nice Life Recordings. Love it. I, I've had the Marias on my chill playlist for a while now. Um, to me, they're kind of like Beach House in their ability to set a vibe, but in a very different way. We'll get to that in a bit, though. First, we need something to drink. Pedro, what do you have for us to taste? So, this shot that we are drinking today is inspired by, like you said, the vibes that the Maria's put out. This song, I think Ryan put it best earlier. He was telling me it's sort of like S&M noir vibe, and that's completely it. It just gave me this very sexy, underground, red light, kinky, like, uh, I loved it. It was just so sensual. Um, so I wanted something to sort of reflect that, and I, <laughs> I immediately thought of like peaches and cream as a very sexy combination phrase that people know. And then I wanted it to be red because that's like the Maria's signature color. Uh, so I added some grenadine to that and then I coated the rim with dark chocolate. So it's got like a lot of richness to it. So it should be very sweet, um, rich, but so delicious and very smooth. This shot I'm calling a Hush Maria. Hush Maria. And we can finally all enjoy it together, which is pretty dope. So to the Marias and to, to Marias. Hush. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Clink. Wow. Mm. Oh, there's chocolate all over my lips. Mm -hmm. mm. Clean yourself up. I don't know why. I th yeah, I don't know why I didn't notice that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I saw that and I just thought of the Maker's Mark uh, bottles with the oh, red, yeah. like melted wax on the it. Wax. I just assumed you'd hired a company to do that in the... Uh, in the a, last week to do, to do it. Mm. <laughs> now I got chocolate. Wow. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's really good. 
uh, when I'm drinking this, I I think of like you know uh, <sighs> velvet couches, maybe mm. like. God, I was in uh, the milk <laughs> spoiler, bar. I, I guess I can like to drop the embargo on this because it's like already on YouTube. But I was like working with Benny Blanco a few weeks ago on a cooking show, and and in his backyard he has like a home theater set up, and inside it's just like wall to ceiling like velvet carpeting and like a huge couch, and like he would. that's yeah, he absolutely would. Just don't blacklight it. <laughs> that guy, like, uh, his taste is amazing. Oh yeah, and he has like a mini bar, but the mini bar is like all of those uh you know uh, uh treat dispensers and it's all japanese candies that's and treats. Dope. that's fucking yep. dope. okay <laughs> what, what what do you want like do you want these things i can't pronounce here or how about these ones here they're not these little mm-hmm. coke bottles yeah exactly that's exactly what they were uh well that's a good that's a good shot very good shot wow tasty, right yeah nobody solves a problem like a hush maria <laughs> horrible reference <laughs> see myself out <laughs> By for the sound of music heads. <laughs> yeah, there's quite a few of them. Um, they go to the Hollywood Bowl every year to watch it uh, live. Oh yeah, that's totally a thing. Mm-hmm. I'd just like to say I've been missing this all year. Like this is what I've. Oh, God damn it! Thanks, COVID. He <laughs> <laughs> can't hurt you anymore, Anthony. <laughs> all right, so let's get into it. Let's talk about this song, and I think like. Oh my gosh. Uh, I watched quite a few videos, them talking about uh, how they try to create their sound. And it's always through the lens of like scoring for movies and TV. And and Josh Conway, the the drummer, he actually does that. And he said that when he and his uh, partner slash live-in girlfriend slash lead singer of the band uh, Maria, they teamed up for projects. They found that uh, the process of writing for film and TV helped them understand what, what they wanted people to feel visually and sonically. Um, how do you see that visual aspect manifesting in this song? It's like you were saying, like, see, like you know, floor to ceiling, just red velvet, dim lighting, uh, very sexy people wearing very little clothing. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's just like it, it was like immediate. Like, as soon as you start hearing this song, you just sort of like feel sexy mm-hmm. and you want to go do bad things. And then, you know, call your mother and apologize afterward. (laughs) (laughs) What was that, honey? Oh, I didn't need to know that. No, 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 no. (laughs) I needed you to know that. (laughs) Yeah, the uh, the visual teaser on YouTube for this album definitely like sets the mood, too. I think they're definitely a band. They're becoming this band where their the visuals are so intertwined with the music, Mm -hmm. sort of like the chromatics, you know, Yeah. Mm. where it's not just about the music. It's a whole multimedia experience and the video of this i thought it was like a minute and a half teaser mm-hmm. and i kind of evoked you know with the red curtains twin peaks you know there's some of that a little bit i think wrapped up in it as well as like uh that old velvet underground uh what's that movie the one with nico in it where she's on the horse on the beach do you know it i do not the inner scar mm. it's great you've seen it before You've been on Tumblr. You've seen it before. <laughs> I have actually not been on Tumblr. I have Devin Henry of Fuckboy Book Club explain Tumblr to me every so often. It seems like a very chaotic place. <laughs> I stopped visiting Tumblr when I got rid of porn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I heard about that. And now people will just have to go to porn sites to get their porn. Weird. I, I think they went to DeviantArt is where they went. But, uh, <laughs> That's where all the refugees went but yeah, from Tumblr. <laughs> is it? But yeah, there's like the the tones, the gauziness. You're talking about the lens in which the music's through. It's um, yeah, it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of Jodorowsky, El Topo. You mm-hmm. seen that desert, desert shots? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, that's an art pairing writing for a picture, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, she has uh cited Pedro Almodov I'm going to try that Almodivar. again. Yes. Uh and and uh I think And Pedro Isaac uh Chires. Obviously. Yeah. And Wes Naturally. Anderson too. Oh yeah, like, I saw that. As as references um that they think of when they're writing music. And I think that's so interesting. I don't know how many bands or artists we've spoken to who think visually about their music. Yeah. I mean, obviously they're calling their album cinema, right? Like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, she said, uh, we'd imagine worlds in our mind, uh, based on the synopses, the colors in the scene, the lighting, the actors, the set design, and of course the music. And I think that's so evocative. Yeah. What comes up for you guys when you listen to Hush? Like, what are the images? I've already sort of said it. Yeah, it's very red light district stuff for me. Mm. Yeah. Slow-mo, slow-mo S&M noir. Yeah. For me, it's, it's Keanu Reeves walking into, like, an underground club, maybe for a John Wick movie, but it's in, like, super slow motion. You got the lights, like... And he's just like dead face. This like, is a scene from Constantine. Yes, it is. The, it's the, <laughs> this scene, is the scene from, from Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. I just watched Constantine. I'm ripping it from so there. So did I. Yeah. I just on... rewatched it this past weekend just because it's always a good movie to have on in the background. It's... Why did you both watch it this weekend? That's the question. Because I heard this song. <laughs> really? Well, no. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I just happened to watch it. <laughs> For me, it was uh, it was on HBO and I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember not liking this movie. And then I put it on. I'm like, wait. This is like a really good superhero movie. It absolutely is. Especially in retrospect, now that we've had the Marvel Cinematic Universe, where like it does a lot of stuff right, but it's all very, they, they feel planned. Oh, they feel, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They feel very samey. Like you're watching episodes of a TV show. And then I watch Constantine. I'm like, this is a singular vision. Like, yeah, I kind of wish. Anyway, I mean, we're getting off topic, but yeah, Constantine's mm. great. Maybe this is all on topic with Maybe. the Marias. <laughs> they should be writing for the Constantine sequel. For the Wick universe. For the, <laughs> the Wick cinematic universe. The Wickiverse. It's really interesting because uh, I was reading an interview with them and they were saying the reason they started the band was that they got hit up. Josh and Maria got hit up to do like a bunch of songs for sync. And it was like a, a big payout. Like if they wrote these songs and they were chosen for for the spots like in scenes for movies or in commercials that they would get like 30,000 bucks a pop. Yeah, and so like every day they would write two songs together and none of them got picked, but then they were like, oh, but wait, that's great. Like we have all these songs, we could start a band. So it was like already there and all the songs were written for visuals. Like they'd get the pitch for the scene and they're like, okay, like there's... um everyone playing poker around a table and there's smoke in the air and we've got to write a song for that. I like that. It's a great angle to come at it from. I mean, most people who, you know, make music for movies sort of stay in that realm as opposed to, or if they do move into like, you know, just making music for the sake of music, they sort of change things up. But I like that they sort of meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The chromatics are kind of like that too, where they've leaned into it in a big way where they've actually like, released it like music for an imaginary film you know and when you see them live they actually have the stuff like films that they've made projected onto it it oh, looks that's like dope. the um you know uh the marias have done this as well shooting their own films i'm sure we're going to see a lot of really great visual stuff as this album as more singles drop from this album and such yeah subscribe mm. <laughs> yeah i really want to see them in concert i bet they're going to have a lot of stuff like that and now Oh, man, 
there's a lot of shows planned for summer and fall and i'm just like yeah just maybe keep, i just keep going back to all the stuff i've watched already it's too much it's overwhelming yeah i it's like that uh that uh that song that uh chaz cardigan improvised i'm not ready for the pandemic to be over 100 percent. shout out to chaz <laughs> i feel seen the CDC is saying we don't need to wear masks when we go outside anymore, but I'm like, I'm going to still. <laughs> <laughs> Which CDC are you talking about? Chaz, uh, Chaz Dardigan Committee? <laughs> hey, Chaz, the does CCC? your middle name begin Ch- with a D? The Chaz Dong Cardigans. Chaz Dong Oh, man, maybe we shouldn't tell him about this episode. <laughs> Chaz, don't listen. If you're listening, you didn't. Anyway, hush. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So one thing I noticed, having listened to the Marias for a while, is that Hush is much heavier than previous songs they've done. Um, it's less dream pop and more, they've got like dark wave elements and dance. What do you think this says in terms of their evolution here? Are they are they trying to break through in a significant way or does this seem like a natural evolution? Definitely natural. Yeah. Feels right. Yeah. I mean, mostly they've been releasing what, like singles and stuff, right? More than, you know, full you know, big pieces of, of work. Um, so I think, you know, you're coming at it from the perspective of we're making an entire album. It's good to have a strong point of view. It seems like they found it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we're doing right now. Oh, yeah. I think before, even if they've had strong statements, it's always been in service of a vibe. Right. And this time, like, the message seems very prevalent. Um, so we have darker sound. We have darker subject matter. This is essentially a diss track. They're saying things like, don't act so special. Don't talk so much. Forget about it. Like, the song has claws. Uh, so this is a weird question that I wrote down. What would you say to your haters if you could do so in song? What's funny is, like, it is it is a diss track in a way, but I, I don't see it as, like, directed at, like, haters, right? Like, mm-hmm. for me, like, when I when I listened to it, it came from the perspective of someone who enjoys these sort of carnal pleasures with people and is like, but it like, especially like when you look at uh, society and the way they look at like women and their relationship to sex, it's like you never, people never think of like women as like enjoying it mm-hmm. and like doing it purely for enjoyment. Um, whereas this track sort of feels like that's like, like whoever the main character is, that's where it's coming from. It's like, I do this for me. I enjoy this. Please don't think that you're anything like more than, you know, fun to me. Mm. Like that's sort of what what it felt like for me. It was just someone sort of like owning that and being like, you know what this is. Please don't like get weird about it. That's such an interesting perspective. I didn't even think about that, but it makes more sense in terms of the sound. See, that's what I, yeah, that's like what I felt where it's like where it's like you're I mean, we're constantly hitting each other up and stuff, but please don't please don't think I'm like falling in love with you. <laughs> well, it's also a duet, right? Right. So it's almost like this but it doesn't quite feel like they're talking to each other directly. It almost feels like a psychic duet where each perspective is offered rather than playing off each other so much. Right. Each person's assuming they know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Uh, Have either of you ever listened to a Canadian band called July talk? Nope. I don't think, I don't think so. So the best way I can describe, they always just walk around with their dongs out too. Okay. So let me explain the, the best way I can describe July talk is a, uh, like a blues punk super group between Ellie Golding and Tom Waits. Yeah. They're so, not both in it though. It's no, not they a are. super group with them. No, but that's but the way like, it okay, sounds yeah, like it was. Yeah. So like they, they do like basically blues punk, but their album touch is exactly that. They have been 
So uh, Leah Faye and Peter, don't remember his last name, who are the two lead singers, they have been very coy about whether or not they're actually in a relationship with the mm. dynamic. The stage pre- presence is all about this cat and mouse game. Like I saw them when they opened for... God, I, I didn't even stay for like the, uh, um, I think it was nothing but thieves and I didn't stay for them. I, I went purely to see July talk. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> but Power move. Their album touch is a bunch of songs where they trade vocals and it's about different relationship dynamics. So yeah. Um, picturing love is all about like sex addiction and them talking to each other about each other. And, uh, uh, Beck and Call, same kind of thing. Johnny and Mary, like all the songs are like someone and someone, someone and someone. And like, don't listen to any of their other albums, just listen to Touch, but that's exactly what it is. It's like every song is two people in a different relationship and how it plays out vocally. Mm. Nice. Mm. I always like when songs do that. They have yeah. like very clear characters. Maybe they're writing for cinema as well. They could be. They could be. It's a good idea. Do it. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about bands with um, uh, vague relationship statuses. I always think of the White Stripes. <laughs> with <laughs> it's complicated. <laughs> what are okay? We're 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 getting to the end of our time. But what was something actually fun that you got to enjoy during pandemic? Ooh, lots of things. <laughs> uh, I got to I got to just sort of throw myself into like creative projects which was super fun. I really enjoyed that. And then I got a Switch. Oh yeah. And I I love that thing. I wish I like had more time to play it, but I fucking love that thing. Did you get new Pokémon Snap? I just got new Pokémon. You know I got new Pokémon Snap. Um it's great. Uh yeah, no, just sort of filling my time has been enjoyable. Like finding ways to fill my time. I feel like everything has kind of evolved naturally. I really like what we've done with this show. Like in the third season, like we figured out a way to make this work. And in the third season so far, we've talked to amazing artists. We've got like artists on our slate through like June. Yeah. Yeah. So look forward to that. But it's just, I don't, I don't know. All the creative projects I already had in the pipeline kind of like came more to fruition because I had more time. Also, I like, I started grad school. Holy shit. Like, I'm getting my my degree in clinical psych. Soon I'm going to be a therapist. So stay tuned for this that. This is going to become an advice show. <laughs> oh, my God. There is a YouTube show I watch called... Uh, oh, my God. I forget what it's called. But it's like a therapist and his filmmaker friend watching movies and talking about, like, the psychology and, like, the different themes. So, like, they did one about uh, um, non-toxic masculinity and Aragorn from Lord of the Rings because he is the epitome of like the non-toxic masculine figure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Take all the Drew stands. F- zap all the fun out of every movie. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, maybe we could, I'd love to see Paul Blart mall cop done. <laughs> love an analysis of that. <laughs> oh, another fun thing I did like during the, during 2020 was me and a couple friends like went out to the country and had like a music festival for a weekend because we couldn't go to any real ones. Mm. So we like we took over this ranch house and we set up like three stages. One of them like we made like a pool out of the bed of a truck. Oh my and you could God. just hang out there and listen to music. There was one like inside the guest house and you could just hang inside there. We had like a main stage on the patio and we like set up just a 12 hour like uh, round of just sets from different artists that we wanted. It's a great idea. It was idea. super, super fun. So we just spent like a weekend getting hammered and dancing all, all day. Amazing. 
What's the lineup like for 2021? Oh, it's looking good. Uh, <laughs> the theme, the theme, we're still deciding on, but it's it's going to be a good one. Baby Einstein. There you go. Sell oh, tickets. Yeah, Disney <laughs> Disney Junior is going to be the theme. Veggie Tales raps. <laughs> <laughs> we have to be out of time after that. Show. Yeah, uh, I still want to hear Ryan. I'm letting the watch go. I got nothing, man. I, I I found some red ants on the bike path and, uh, <laughs> and got them, and I watched them until they formed a letter, and then took a photo and sent it to the message board. It says ooh. <laughs> Those are Cheerios, Ryan. <laughs> With on that note, who's ready for a round of hashtag mood? Yeah, let's do it. Hit the theme song, Drew. Thank you once again, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that little slice of audio heaven. Hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show where we test out our playlist building skills. We're going to go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and listen to a mood from one of our fans. This mood can be anything from it's raining outside to you're finally seeing your friends for the first time in 15 months and don't know what to do with your hands. So without further ado, uh, Drew... Uh, do we have a message ready to go? You have one new message. Hey there, Tins and Tumblers. This is Esmeralda, big fan of the pod. Hashtag your mood. You're at a gas station. Pumping gas. Person sharing the gas pump with you loses control of the hose. Splashes you, the car, and pretty much everything around you. Goes full on crazy with the pump is that it i think that's, that's it mood. Oh, that's- <laughs> <laughs> that's the mood. i feel like we're all gonna pick the same song so i'm going to have a backup ready to what go what song is that gasolina by daddy oh. yankee oh, but, no. um, but okay so now that i've heard it she this she witnessed that Oh, really? Yeah, like, I know her. She actually saw that happen and, like, got doused. <laughs> and did nothing. And, <laughs> well, I, th- wow, I guess... That's pretty yeah. wild. Yeah, Yikes. exactly. You can't see Ryan right now, but he is flipping through the records on his shelf, pulling them out and being like, okay, no, not that's this. That's gonna be good. All right, who's gonna go first? I'll go. All right. Go for it, Pedro. So, if there's just gasoline everywhere, I'd be fucking terrified that someone's, like, gonna light a cigarette within, like, 100 feet of the place, right? <laughs> so I picked Blow by Kesha, because this place is about to blow. We need to get out. <laughs> Hell yeah! Ha. Wow. I went with, uh, uh, that's a good one. I went with Doused by the band uh, Dive. Nice. The two eyes. Felt right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good mood. You know, it's, uh, yeah. It's in, the, it's in the pocket. I'm surprised no one went with mine, because, like, it came to me so fast and suddenly... Like, this person is creating a dangerous situation, and you got to get out of there quick because they are the fire starter by the prodigy. Ah, that was, <laughs> okay, that was another one I was thinking yep. of. I'm, okay, I'm glad I didn't pick it. They're the fire starter, twisted fire starter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what you need to do is go over there and smack that bitch up. Yep. Oh. <laughs> prodigy time. Was that the one you thought I was going to pick, Drew? I thought you were going to go wake me up before you go-go. Oh, yeah, from the Zoolander, the, the Zoolander gasoline fight. 
Oh my oh. god. <laughs> oh jeez. Everybody thought they were going to pick the others and and it didn't no one was right. No no one was going to pick Gasolina by Daddy Yankee. That just wasn't going to happen. It's low hanging fruit. <laughs> yep. And we're better than that I'd like but, to think. When did didn't didn't Firestarter come up with Luna Aura? Oh yeah, oh, Luna that's Aura right. did pick Firestarter. Shout out to she, Luna. We told well, I had thought I was like, man, a cover with that would be great. And she's like, mm, might be happening. Might not. <laughs> yeah. Hope it happens. Yeah, but she better like put us in the liner notes. <laughs> nah. <clears throat> I want I want the asterisk. <laughs> Suggested by. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Leave us a message by dialing 626-604-6477. Put us in your contact list next to all those Tinder numbers that you ghosted. Well, this has been a great episode, and I cannot wait to try another drink in the future. So long as we keep the numbers down, everyone keep wearing your masks, get vaccinated. For the love of God, pay attention to the CDC guidelines. Other vaccinate places vaccinate and maskinate. Yes. Other places in the world are not so lucky right now. Do not take where we are for granted. Please, 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 and very much thank you. Um, does anyone have any lingering thoughts about Hush, the Maria's, and cinema? I'm just thinking about all the, the jar of chocolate I have left over right now. And what I'm going to do with it later. <laughs> every every episode for the rest of the season is going to have chocolate in some way. <laughs> get get ready. You better gear up. I can't wait to see the uh, the remake of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, scored by the Maria's. And that's oh. an S&M slide into decadence, right? Fucking dark ass cover of pure imagination. I'm into it. There's gonna be a sex room filled with Oompa Loompas. Yeah, instead of, instead of the boat. Yeah, instead of like chickens getting their heads cut off, it's just gonna be scenes from Eyes Wide Shut. Ooh. Now we're talking. Let's get in the room. Oscar worthy. This is too hot. We have to. We have to go. <laughs> Anthony's shirt's already off. Uh, I'm I'm that that gif of uh, James McAvoy just. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you gents for having me in your apartment i'm hoping we can do this again live from sierra madre baby (laughs) (laughs) that's right and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast be sure to like the show and atwood on every platform also please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts it helps us out a lot tunes and tumblers was produced as always by drew Franzblau. our theme song is by new new girlfriend our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from jacob jeffries and jesse mcginty and until next time cheers, cheers.